0: Welcome to Dead Folk's Tales. I'm Nola Nash. Let's talk about dead people. Welcome once again to Dead Folk's Tales, a copywritten podcast of authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Nola Nash. I am the author of the Crescent City series, which includes both Crescent City Moon and Crescent City Sin, and my new series is launching in March with the first book, Traveler. Really excited about that one. Got to see the cover for that this week, so that's exciting news. So I am flying solo today on Dead Folks Tales without a guest, because our New Orleans folks, as you can imagine, are quite busy with cleanup, and some of those folks down there still don't have any power and necessities, so we are sending all the positive vibes we can down to the Gulf Coast and everyone who was impacted by the devastation of Hurricane Ida. So we're keeping you guys in our thoughts. We are hoping that the recovery efforts are going well. Please reach out and let me know if there is any way that I can help you guys, any, any, Encouragement I can offer: just know that we are, we are really sending all of those great thoughts down there to you. You're always on our minds, of course. So tonight I am going to be telling you a story. Um, curl up, pour yourself a drink, and get ready because today we are talking about the Devil's Mansion in New Orleans. So the Devil might have gone down to Georgia, but he lived in New Orleans. Now. You might think, well, okay, great place for the devil to live, right? I mean, come on. What city doesn't really scream, hey, Satan, come move in, like maybe Vegas or New Orleans? Great place for him to kind of blend in with the the caricatures that are down there, right? Now, he didn't live where you might think. Lots of folks would think, oh, sure, he's going to go hang out in the red light district, go drinking on Bourbon Street. No, 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 no old scratch likes to live large. So Satan decided, I think the garden district is the place for me because yeah, that's where I'd put him. So he decides he's going to move in down on 1319 St. Charles. So it's about 1820. Devil moves into New Orleans, gets himself settled in over there on St. Charles. In 1840, he decides, hmm, I think I'll get married. So he marries Madeline Fresno. Now, Madeline, she's beautiful, dark hair, pale, exactly what you'd expect, right? I mean, come on. If you're going to marry the devil, this is the image we all imagine, right? Now, the devil decides he's going to build her this beautiful house, this mansion for his bride. Beautiful being a relative term. This is Satan, right? So he builds this house and each room has its own floor. And there's all these weird staircases that get you to whichever room, whichever floor you need to go on. It's kind of like a 3D M.C. Escher painting because it's just all over the place and really weird. So old Maddie here and her, her hubby Satan are hanging out down there on St. Charles. And, you know, neighbors would say that they'd see the devil you know, standing on a balcony, just observing the town, horns and all. You know, there they are. They're living large. The devil being the devil has to go leave town sometimes. And so he goes off to do devilly things. I don't know. Maybe that's when he went to Georgia. Who knows? He's got to go play the fiddle. Devil got to do devil things. So he leaves town. Well, he has to do this a lot. He's a busy guy. And Maddie gets bored. So Madeline strikes up an affair with a young Creole gentleman named Al Cied. Because if you're married to the devil having an affair, sounds like a really good idea, right? So Alcide and Madeline carry on for a while. And apparently the devil is none the wiser. Now, who knows, he apparently gave Madeline this whole household staff full of little red demons. I know, the story was almost believable until that part, right? (laughs) So the little demons, maybe they're getting wise. Maybe they took the in. I don't know. Somehow, Devil gets suspicious. So one night, Alcide is out, and the stranger approaches him, kind a of mysterious stranger, and they start talking, and eventually the stranger gets Alcide to admit that he is having an affair with Madeline Frenel, who is, of course, Satan's bride. So Alcide You know, Maddie's a looker, so he's kind of proud of this. Anyway, did not know this guy. Stranger in town, right? Might as well tell him all the good stuff. Well, turns out it's the devil. So the devil wants to make a deal with Alcide. He offers Alcide a whole lot of money if Alcide will take Madeline and leave town and never come back. He says, all right, so I'm going to give you all this money. You're going to take my wife. Y'all going to go because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with y'all over this. And you guys go on and you name yourselves Madame and Monsieur L. Like the letter L. Like, I don't know where the devil pulls the letters from. I don't make these decisions. I didn't write this. Devil did. So L. Okay, so Alcide says, all right, look, I'm going to think about it. You know, so the devil's like, all right, fine, go think about it, whatever. So... Devil's gone again. Alcide has dinner at the devil's mansion with Madeline. Alcide's kind of getting tired of this. I mean, he's got to be thinking, all right, lots of money or tempting fate, having an affair with the devil's wife. What do I really want to do? Kind of got over it. And he's like, all right, look. So he tells Madeline about the deal. And so Madeline's like, hmm, that, you know, okay. Okay. And then Alcide kind of leans back in his chair, and he's thinking, you know what, Maddie? I think I'm going to leave town. Well, Maddie thinks that Alcide means, okay, we're going to take the devil's deal. We're going to take the money. You and I are going to leave. It's going to be great. Fine. We get to be together. Yay. Happy ending. Wrong. Um, Alcide meant by himself. He had just gotten tired of this whole song and dance with Madeline, and so he's decided he's going to go. Well, Madeline, you know, a woman scorned here, been living with the devil, apparently, you know, take on a few of his traits here. Maddie gets mad. I mean, mad as hell, literally. So Maddie attacks Alcee and strangles him with her dinner napkin to the point where she has ruptured a vessel in his neck. Blood goes everywhere. It is all over the tablecloth, all over the curtains, all over everything, all over Madeline. And Madeline is standing there covered in Alcideside and just a mess. The devil comes in. Of course, he comes in then, right? Because that's good timing. Devil comes in and he's like, all right, look, I'm over you. This is not good. So you know what, Maddie? We're done. Just done. I've had enough. The devil takes Madeline. And Alcide's body takes them up to sit out on one of the balconies. And he has his own dinner. Only what he has for dinner is Madeline and Alcide. Devil is apparently not a skin guy. Decided he didn't want that. Chucked it over the balcony. Out into one of the alleys. Figured the critters back there would, would eat that. I mean, it's, a, it's South Louisiana. You don't know what's in your food. So skin goes over there and devil leaves town. He decided he had enough. Maybe he just left the garden district. You can make an argument. He went to hang out somewhere else in town. If you've ever been to New Orleans, you never know. Uh, So devil's gone. Maybe he went back to Georgia. Who knows? Round two was little, you know, Johnny, whoever he was. So devil's gone. The house is still there. Well, like any, you know, interesting house in New Orleans. More people are going to want it. It's not necessarily the house's history that turns anybody off, or so we thought. So more people try to live in the devil's mansion. They think, all right, cheap house. It's weird, but whatever. It's got an interesting story. Sure, we'll live there. But what happens at sunset is what ends up running a lot of the people off. So every night at sunset, this table appears and it's the dinner scene all over again. So we've got Alcide's murder. We've got the blood everywhere. We've got Madeline standing there in Alcide's blood all over the place. She's wandering around moaning, doing stuff and hands, unseen hands are rattling doorknobs and it smells like smoke in the house. Even if there's no fires lit, weird things are happening. So basically all of this stuff is just happening over and over and over again, every night at sunset. Well, as you can imagine. That freaks people out. So the house turns over and changes hands a few times, which is, you know, all right. And then it stays empty for a while. So apparently news of all of this has gotten out. And so nobody wants to buy the house. It stands empty until 1878. In 1878, Laurie Beauregard, who is the daughter of General P.G.T. Beauregard, who owns the Beauregard House, in the French Quarter, which is also haunted. Another story for another day, don't worry. We will get to that tale. But, so PGT Beauregard's daughter, Laurie, and her husband from Atlanta, Charles, they move into the Devil's Mansion. Now, Charles and Laurie don't seem to have any problem with these weird roommates they have in this kind of recreation of this terrible, horrific dinner. In fact, Charles is intrigued by it, and he actually continues to document the haunting throughout his stay in that house. Laurie dies in childbirth when she's 34, so she dies fairly young, but Charles continued to live there, and he continues to document the story and all the hauntings that go along with it up until 1909 when he finally leaves the house. So, all of this started back with Satan moving in in 1820. Now, in 1909, Charles finally leaves, and the house stands empty again, and it is not until 1930 that the house is finally demolished. So, in 1930 in the summer, they finally tear down the devil's mansion. Well, It's the Garden District. It's St. Charles. You're not just going to have something empty sitting there very long. So, of course, they're going to put something else there. And so what they built there is this. So you can go down today to 1319 St. Charles Avenue. And you can stay in Maison St. Charles Hotel. It's a boutique hotel down on St. Charles in the Garden District. You can stay there and enjoy your time because the hotel staff, has not reported any hauntings of the hotel. So whatever was causing all of that mess had to have been tied to the house itself. So who knows? Perhaps the devil did live in New Orleans, in the devil's mansion when you don't have the house anymore. But given the fact that its last owner was actually the son-in-law of one of New Orleans' more reputable citizens and kept documentation all the way to 1909, fairly recent times as far as, you know, New Orleans history goes, and it's 300 years. Perhaps there's a little bit more to this story than is as fantastical as it seems. Who knows? So I guess let me know in the comments, do you believe that the devil lived in New Orleans? Can you imagine a better place for him to hang out and spend some time? Because, you know, that's that's a good place for him, I think. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit shorter as I prepare for more stories and I'm keeping in touch with folks down in the city and I'm hoping to have more and more guests from down there coming on. Uh, they've got their hands full right now, understandably so. So we want to make sure that we are sending out all the positive vibes we can. Uh, I know things are slowly improving. Folks are getting some power back. Um, I have There've been a lot of stories that you know, in the, the major news outlets that are not always shining the brightest light on situations like that. But the things that I have seen from folks that are there, there has been some real demonstration of humanity down there. Neighbors helping neighbors, um, folks going out of their way to help strangers, to help their community, to rebuild um, After Katrina, after the storm, and that is what the folks down there tend to refer to it simply as the storm. Um, We learned how resilient the city of New Orleans is. Um, Nothing's going to get her down. And so she may get knocked down, but she's not going to stay for long. So with all of those neighbors helping neighbors and yeah, there there can be bad things that come out of this stuff too. There's always going to be those people too, right? But we know we've had some great folks helping out. And so thank you to those who have sent their aid down there that have been helping each other in these very difficult times with no power, um, the heat of Louisiana. If you've ever been down there, y'all, um, having no electricity this time of year is just miserable. Um, it's, it's been a difficult time for those folks and it's great to see all of the great things that are going on um, with the neighbors as they're starting to kind of get back onto their feet. And the city will be back before you know it. And we will have lots of guests coming on from down there. One of my good friends, John McCusker, um, he runs the 1811 Kid Ori House Museum down in Laplace. The Eye of the Hurricane went over Laplace. And John and his assistant, Charlotte, worked through the night during the hurricane to save the artifacts that are there from Kid Ori's musical career and precious things from the the relics from the 1811 slave uprising. And John, Charlotte, y'all are amazing. If you are watching this, please know that your heroics are appreciated Um, history of course being near and dear to me and it is truly special what you guys did they were laying tarps down they were moving artifacts as one of the windows blew out rain was coming in they rode that storm out in all of its viciousness to save the work that they had worked so hard on i've had the, the privilege of being in that museum before it opened And after it opened and they've truly done a spectacular job, it is painful to watch so much of their work be damaged, but just a huge shout out to everyone who worked so hard during that storm and in its aftermath. And so we look forward to hopefully having John on one day to tell us about that night, because talk about a tale to be told. um, What a, what a night that was for them. So without any further ado, thank you for joining me for tonight's story. The Devil's Mansion. Thank you for joining me on Dead Folks Tales. We will be back again next week with yet another story. This has been Dead Folks Tales, a copywritten podcast of Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. And from myself, Nola Nash, from our executive producer, Pam Stack, and our amazing, amazing dude that handles all the fun stuff that the tech stuff I can do, Roman Siraton. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening.